Welcome to Caritas Christi, a real and raw podcast with real women and real faith, where we apply the feminine genius to look at the current events of this world, our faith lives, and other things that are relevant to young Catholic women today. Thank you for joining us. Happy Thursday. Nomine Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tuum laribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora nobis peccatoribus, nunc in ora mortis nostri. Amen. Nomine Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto. Amen. Alright, and this is from St. Agnes. This was Sophia's, um, this is her quote that she sent. goes, Holy Father, hear me. I am coming to you whom I have loved, who I'm, whom I have sought and always desired. I'm going to say that one again because it's really beautiful and very mm-hmm. short. So I'll say it slower. Holy Father, hear me. I am coming to you whom I have loved, whom I have sought and always desired. Wow. So why <laughs> did you that. send us that, Miss Sophia? <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess... Because it's true for me, I I I love him and I saw I, I seek him constantly and I I desire him fully, and I I just I, I like Saint Agnes as well, so mm-hmm. yeah, she is really awesome. Yeah, I'm assuming this is probably like right before she was um because she was a martyr obviously yeah she was yes. a martyr mm-hmm. so this is probably like right before she was killed I'm, I'm assuming. Nice. Yeah, that's it. Definitely feels like a very passionate quote. Like mm-hmm. it's very. Yeah, it's like woof. Yeah. So it has a different feel to it. So right. um So we forgot to introduce ourselves. Yes, we <laughs> it's been a bit. Yeah, it has been a bit. But Hannah and Mary are back. Woo! Caritas Christy. Oh, hey. uh, year. No, we already did we already do any is this our first of twenty twenty two? No, it's not. All right. Yeah. Well, welcome to twenty twenty two. Yes. <laughs> Look at us. Um, and then with us, we have my friend Sophia today. If you're on Discord, you might know her as Soup. Uh, <laughs> and she is one of the awesome people <laughs> that I met in the Catholicism server. And uh, we've just kind of been friends for a while. And she's um, kind of an inspiring person and really a wonderful sister in Christ to me. And I wanted to have her on and talk about um, just her experience and give a different perspective on the universal church because she's actually coming to us today from ireland so it's our first international Ooh. episode of caritas christi <laughs> well welcome sophia yeah thanks for thanks for being oh, on thank you thank you for yeah. having me this is awesome yes. yeah so tell us a little bit about yourself um i don't know exactly um, if you want to tell us maybe kind of the general area where you're at from Ireland and just tell us where you're at in your stage state in life right now and mm-hmm. um, anything else that you would like our listeners to know before we get into more of the the, the um, root of the conversation or root yeah the 
Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> it's not the word root. What is it? Word? <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So tell us about yourself, ma'am. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm Sophia. I'm from uh, Dublin in Ireland. I am in my, uh, my senior year of high school. So like sixth year of secondary school here. Um, yeah. I met Hannah through Discord, which is kind of kind of fun, kind of kind of <laughs> funny. Um, yeah. Um. Ha- oh wait. Oh, that's the other. Okay. Um. So I'm assuming that it's well. It's funny. I'm just like thinking, just like funny tangent, but like yes, all, it's all the same. St. Patrick's Day is coming up. Yes, but I think we're gearing up more for here in America than you guys because I, isn't it a day where you guys all just go to mass and do you don't you even fast on it too, or what do you yeah because here we we don't fast <laughs> get a little too rowdy I think um oof. we we do have parades kind of like um in America but definitely not to the level that you guys do it um. <laughs> It is, I think, a holy day of obligation. I, <laughs> I need to check that, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, sure. But I, I don't think, um, I, I don't think that there's a lot of fasting here either. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, actually, no, probably for you guys, since it is a, because here it's not a holy day of obligation. But since it's a holy day of obligation, there you at least have a legitimate um excuse to like break from your latin fast here it's mm-hmm. more of a actually let's see i think my grandmother has a quote like i don't know like let or she just never observed lent on pa- saint patrick's day <laughs> my relatives like to say that my grandma liked any excuse to not to give up her latin fast <laughs> give up what you're giving up for lent. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so funny. all right so basically this next part is soul sing which is a, it's a rapid fire style just to get to know you a little bit. And basically what I will ask you, what types of the following make your soul sing? So we'll go one at a time. So are you ready for it, Miss Sophia? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm ready. All right. So the first one is what types of food make your soul sing? All right. So my grandmother's cooking. It's like, it's really, it's a cheesy answer, but there it is. <laughs> I, I love my grandmother's cooking. It just, it makes me so warm and fuzzy inside. Mm. Um, it makes me feel really safe and it's definitely a really big comfort to me. Oh, yeah. I always feel like with my grandmother, like there was, she's been past like two years now, but I always remember there was like mm. this distinct smell in her house that was like, you're at grandma's house. <laughs> we would always have a Coke at her house, Coca-Cola um but um what is something favorite that your grandmother makes that you're like is it just anything that she makes she's just really good or is there like one particular like this is like only grandma can make it this way um there's i mean like everything (laughs) i'll I'll eat whatever is put in front of me (laughs) um but definitely like sunday sunday dinner um and then there's also like a fish dish like she she cooks on Fridays. It's like um like white sea bass mm. with like cream, cheese and mustard and she 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 does it with like um 
these really nice like rustic potatoes as well and it's mm. it's just so good oh uh, that does sound really good yeah wait can we come over to your place uh, <laughs> next this coming friday fish dinner <laughs> we're gonna fly to ireland just for that <laughs> You're, like, you're famous. Is it? Is is it your? We'd we'd love to have you. Come on, come on. <laughs> over. Yes. Is it? Is it? So is this your? Um. Uh, is this paternal or maternal grandmother? Uh, paternal. So Grandma Doyle, we're coming to your place this coming Friday. <laughs> um. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just keep set a couple of plates for us so yes um all right and the next thing is what types of hobbies make your soul sing all right um i i love rock climbing that uh, especially like outdoor rock climbing like um like scaling like um like a quarry or something that's it's so it's fun and the the feeling you get when you get to the top it's 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 out of this world it's so it's beautiful it's it's i guess it's like it transcendent even mm. <laughs> for lack of a better word it's just it's it's so beautiful and when you when you look out um when you look out over like the like the hills and stuff it's, it's you can really see god's creation and it's mm. i don't know i don't know man it's just it's one of the best feelings ever. Mm. Nice. I have heard that Ireland is gorgeous. Like, yeah, there's, there's probably lots of good places to go climbing, which is nice. <laughs> yeah. What is it? Um, where Star Wars was shot in Ireland? Finnegal? Mm. Oh, that one island. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Uh, I, I know that it was shot somewhere in Ireland. Yeah. Uh, Donegal? Donegal. There you yes. go. Yes. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's so gorgeous. It is. Mm. Yeah. We have some beauty here, but I don't, it's not, it's <laughs> Ireland. Just, I also feel like maybe because there's like the Druids and the whatnot, like it just seems like it's a very wild, wild, beautiful place. Is that, would that be it's true? Yeah. It's, it's very green. There's a lot, there's a lot of green. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Is it, yes. um, sorry, this is one more question. Is it, um, is there, is there like, sorry, what am I trying to say? Obviously there's the cities, but is there more, um, green like rural areas? Yeah. More rural. Like, is it easy? Like if you want to go and, ex, you know, go to these quarries, like, is it pretty much like how far of a drive is it for you? Like, what's the closest place to go like outdoors? Um, where where i am right now um there's like the the dublin wicko wicko mountains which are like um it's like a 30 minute drive <laughs> i'm like gesturing but you have no idea where i'm gesturing to. <laughs> but yeah it's like a, a 30 minute drive from where i am right now okay that's not too bad yeah that's not bad at all all right and then the last question what types of devotions make your soul sing this might be like a very um like a common answer for like catholics but the rosary oh yes i i love the rosary so much um and i love i love our mary uh, our, our our lady so much she's definitely helped me out <laughs> like gotten me out of really sticky patches 
Mm. Yeah. Um, I also love, um, I, lo I, have a, I have a couple of connections to some of the saints as well that I, I definitely love a lot. Mm. What, such as, what are some of the saints that are like your go-tos? Um, there's, there's three, uh, three or four, um, I guess, uh, St. Joseph, Our Lady Spouse, um, St. Jose Maria Escriva, uh, St. Maria Goretti, and St. Joan of Arc. Mm. Can't oh. go wrong with any of them. Yeah, <laughs> those are all great. <laughs> those are, those are, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right, well, thank you. It's nice to, um, yeah, all right. So I'll let <laughs> so, Hannah take over here. Yes, so this one, this this part of it is like, it's like a twofold question. So um, the first part is how long have you been Catholic? And then the second part is when did you take ownership of your faith? Because those can be like different times. <laughs> yeah. Um, by the, by the grace of God, I have been brought up Catholic by my family. Um, so yeah, I'm a, I'm a cradle Catholic. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, my my dad was also a cradle Catholic, but my mom converted to Catholicism when I was about ten. Oh wow, that's really cool. What what yes, was her uh, what was her faith before? Or where did she? What was her? Yeah. Where did she convert? From? She she was uh, she was Protestant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's mm -hmm. really awesome. So when did you really start taking ownership of your faith and kind of taking it? like making it your own as opposed to it being something that you were just raised with and this is something we do because we're catholic and that kind of thing yeah um uh i was about 16 when i like started becoming more immersed in my faith and when i started taking it seriously um i guess i my, like my family had been a part or like is still a part of this like ecumenical christian community uh, which I've been brought up in since I was about seven. Um, so I've always had that like Catholic, I mean, sorry, not Catholic, but like Christian background mm -hmm. and like Christian upbringing. Um, like I, I grew up going to like these, like um, like Christian youth groups, uh, like retreats, uh, summer camps, like stuff like that. Um, but I didn't really like acknowledge the full beauty of the Catholic church until I was about 16. Mm -hmm. um yeah because I, I just didn't get to have that community until I encountered um net ministries in one of their youth groups that's awesome yeah that's cool so what what um what 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 was there that kind of brought you into the like you're like whoa this faith is just more than like it's it's different than just like the Protestants, like we are significant, like we're not just another Christian faith. Yeah. Um, um, I, I was invited to mass by one of the, uh, one of the youth leaders. Um, she, she invited me along to go and I went and it, it had been a very long time since I'd gone to mass. Um, and I, I was very new to it again. Um, and I didn't know what to do, but I I loved it. I loved the feeling of going with like these people that I'd grown closer to, and I wanted to go again 
like the next week and then I went again after that and after that and I just kept going um then they had to then they had to leave and I was like oh <laughs> the these guys have left and I oh, no. need to do yeah. this on my own now mm -hmm. um but I I went I started going on my own um and I, I went to confession for the first time in a very long time and it was it was so beautiful I finally felt clean you know mm -hmm. um yeah Mm. Oh, that's awesome. I love how I love how God always just even uh, my little brother was actually confirmed last night. And one of the things that the bishop was saying in his homily was that um, just like, you know, the, this is a big enough group because it was about 40, 50 young adults being confirmed. And he's like, this is a big enough group where, you know, there is a chance that some of you may leave the church but we all pray for you but by, by the grace of god that god will keep pursuing you and calling you back and that's we see that so often like you see that so often in other people's lives and even if you never technically left the church everybody has that um that period in their life where they kind of withdraw a little bit mm -hmm. but god is just always chasing after us like come back <laughs> it's just uh, it's so beautiful so you were cradle catholic was it something like did you always have like a like you knew god was a presence in your life that the like you know did you um and you know as like a little child did you kind of have like oh the catholic faith is something or um like what was that like with your upbringing too you know because it's interesting that you said you hadn't really been to mass in a bit so just you know whatever you feel comfortable sharing too for sure but i'm just kind of curious yeah of course um I I never stopped believing in God, you know, I, I, I always knew that he was there and in the background, but um, I guess like my, my parents, they, they tried their best, but it was, it was on my part. Um, I just, I, I found like from like the ages of like 13 to like 15, I didn't like going to mass and my parents just stopped pushing me to go. Mm -hmm. um, and um, but I, I, I always knew that there was a God and that he loved me and he cared for me. Um, but I just, I, I didn't delve deeper into that relationship until I had that, um, that experience with Net Ministries. Mm. That's great though, that they were, yeah, that's fun. That they kind of, they were yeah. there and they kind of pulled you back mm -hmm. in. Well, cause you know, um, the frads were there in Ireland. For, yeah. with that ministries but that was a long time that was a lot longer ago so um but yeah, yeah. It's, it's still so cool that we have so many ministries and missionaries and everything like just across the church just constantly constantly pulling people back in and there's just new ministries being founded all the time mm -hmm. um, yeah that's that's kind of cool because okay going to Fran i went to franciscan university of Steubenville. And they all always come to like do these ministry fairs and you kind of take it for granted. You're just like, there's net, there's focus, there's, you know, the culture project, and, you know, it's just one amongst a million. Mm -hmm. And you're, and also too, I'm kind of like feel guilty because I'm not really one fond to like raise my own, fundraise my own salary. Like that just doesn't compute, but mm -hmm. it is really cool to hear that. Like it actually had an impact on your life. So I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. They are really, that, you know, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, so uh um did you always did so did you family always go to the latin mass or how did you 
Now, yeah. How did you discover that community? Because I, I bet, um, I, I know like Net Ministries usually does like the Nova Soto, which, which is good and great because they obviously brought you back. Um, but that then that's a separate community in itself too. Which... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, um, I started going to the Latin Mass um, la- early last year. So like early 2021, um, I um, I kind of did my own research. I was like, you know what? I talked to a bunch of people who go to the Latin Mass. They really love it. Um, I I want to try it. I want to see what it's like. Mm-hmm. And so I yeah I went, and it was it was so beautiful. <laughs> it was something that I'd never experienced before ever, mm-hmm. and I I never wanted to go back. You know, wow. I mean, I, I love the Novus Ordo. Um, I, I really do. Um, but there's just there's just something different about um, the reverence of the lady and the the, the reverence of the um, the clergy in the in the Latin mass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just so striking and so clearly other um, that anybody who usually goes, even if they even a lot of times you go to your friend's Latin mass and you're a little confused about what to do. Everything's so different, but it still strikes you just the reverence and mm-hmm. again, how, how clearly other it's, it is. And it's meant to be that way. It's mm-hmm. meant to be, you know, opposite in opposition to what you're used to. Yeah. And I think even with the, um, I really like your perspective too, Sophia, with the, like with the, um, with the new mass, the Novus Ordo, um, because I actually had this experience recently too, because I only started going to the Latin Mass a year ago in December. Um, so I'm actually, I kind of fell into it because I slept in one time, one day, and then actually there was a, let's just say there was a particular <laughs> uh, individual that I was like, hmm. So anyways, it was a little bit superficial, but I also kind of wanted to learn more about the Mass because I was like, how did the Mass get to where it is at? It just you know, I wanted to understand what I'm actually doing because it seems kind of crucial. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, long story short, um, just this past week, I was at mass on Monday and it was cool because through the movements of the mass, I could feel myself remembering stuff from the Latin mass. Like mm-hmm. when it came part to say like, Lord, I am not worthy. Like I just felt naturally called to like, you know, like say the Latin in my head. And like, there was other parts where I just naturally the Latin was coming. Mm -hmm. So it's cool because it really, you know, especially like the pastor I go to, like, he's just a very reverent priest. So, you know, it it was very, it was cool to just see, you know, it's a, you know, beautiful new mass um, and its connection, like the Latin mass kind of informs when you're at the new mass. Mm -hmm. So you have a greater understanding of like what really is happening. So anyways, (laughs) just a cool thought. So Um, and kind of another tangent, and then I'll let you ask the next yes. question. Um, see, I told you, I warned you. <laughs> <laughs> this would happen. Uh, yeah. Um, so what is going on with the, um, in regards to the um, Tradiciones Custodes? What is going on there um, with, like, what's the response been there for you with, with what Pope Francis put forth with the Montepropio? With the Latin Mass, have you been affected? Are you going to be affected? Or, yeah. Um, short answer, no, we haven't, not that that much. Um, I mean, I'm still able to go to my diocesan 
traditional Latin mass, which is wonderful. I'm really, right. I'm really relieved that I'm, I am able to. Yes. Um, but I know that um, I know that some people have been slightly restricted. Mm. Um, but I, I am not that well informed about it. <laughs> I would I would need to do my research on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in all, Ireland seems pretty pretty okay from what I've heard. Mm. That's really that's really good. Mm-hmm. I know, like um, in the states, just because it's so it's so big and we have so many dioceses just within the United States, it varies wildly from diocese to diocese. So you have um, like the arch what is it the archdiocese of like chicago or something that's yeah. insanely restrictive um Sh- what is that Shafut? oh supich yeah okay. we don't get me started but like <laughs> but it's really restrictive and terrible there but then um in our in our diocese there's really been nothing mm-hmm. done yet it, it's just kind of like our bishop has informed us like you know, we're looking at how best to implement this. Like, we don't honestly know how, like, how this um, this mote proprio re- really is supposed to affect us, and how we're supposed to interpret it and supposed to implement it. So, until we know that, we're not going to really do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's kind of given everybody to go ahead to operate as normal, which is a blessing. And I'm also kind of like, okay. I'm waiting for like I'm waiting for the shoe to drop going like oh, mm-hmm. what's gonna happen um mm-hmm. well there's also been some diocese throughout the United States where they're like the bishops are like the Latin mass is not being affected at all we're just like completely ignoring. oh yeah there's a uh, there's a couple that they just came out like I think down in Texas and maybe out in France San Francisco yes. I think mm-hmm. that they came out and they're like yeah just not gonna yeah so, so it really it really depends diocese to diocese mm-hmm. um our next question, and you can also talk about too, like where you think, um, what's what's going to be happening next for you. Um, how did how did God call you to where you are today? And maybe you can talk about what what you're discerning and your your next steps too, if you if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess like, <sighs> oof. Um, I am where I am, um, because of the, 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 the wonderful family that God has given me and the, the, the different communities that I'm a part of as well. They've, they've definitely helped form me as a person. Um, and they've, they've given me the space to grow, but the, the things have, the things that have like definitely, um, aided most of my growth is struggle and hardships <laughs> mm. um yeah yeah um, um sorry were you gonna say something oh no go ahead <laughs> yeah um yeah just yeah um god has has given me these these like tasks and these struggles and these like um these hurdles to overcome which have been really really awful sometimes and i i got really angry with him for a a really long time and i didn't know how to respond i didn't know how to react and i had no idea how to move forward and and i just felt kind of stuck in a rut and i felt like i had nowhere to turn 
Um, but I feel like that was God's way of telling me to turn to him and let him take the lead and let him lead me. Um, because I, <laughs> I was, I was trying to do it all by myself, but I just, I, I needed to learn the hard way that I, I couldn't, I couldn't possibly do it on my own. Yeah. And I, I needed, I needed God. Mm. Yeah. That's really cool. So do you think that, um, it's kind of forming, you know, cause I think I often say, I think what has formed my own, you know, cause obviously we have, well, I don't know, even our, like our primary vocation, then our, like, you know, our secondary vocation, um, it has formed how I, cause I remember when I graduated from college, I started, um, I realized I was like, Ooh, there's a lot of wound in it. Like I was, I was like, like pretty ready for like I was like I could you know get married today but then I kind of came upon some woundedness and I was like I don't feel like someone else should have to deal with this I need to work on this before I you know um really start opening up so I started doing counseling and oh my gosh it was so painful and I was like just being vulnerable and trying to work through and just admit that I was wounded and I was like why are you doing this God and he's like just to show my redemptive power through this like to see to show like my healing and saving power um through your becoming you know healed and more whole um and then that really has affected you know like that's i want to help other people in that too so you know i have a lot of you know i have ministries with women and whatnot and just really serving and building them up so um again it's like our you know wounds and cross like i don't think we would want to choose them but it's like god's way of being like so I don't know, what do you see going forward, especially with being a senior now? Like, you know, like, what do you see is God, like, yeah, how's God writing this all in your heart for what he's calling you to? In the, <laughs> in the, in the short term, um, I'm going to be completely honest. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> um, like... <laughs> Um, as, as soon as I finish, um, my, my exams and I graduate, I, I don't know what's next. I, I guess there, there could be college. I've, I've filled out some like applications, um, to different organizations as well. Um, like different Catholic organizations that I would hopefully maybe be going abroad, um, in the coming year. But again, that's, that's in God's hands. And I, I don't know where that's going to take me either. So yeah, it's very up in the air so that's like the short the yeah the short term is very touch and go so would you like to work for net ministries is that something you're keeping your eye out or since they're impactful or you're just kind of like any of the general catholic ministries that you're looking at um i've thought about it and i i applied but i don't i don't think that's going to be where i'm going next year I'd be I'd be open to looking at it again in maybe the coming years, but mm. I, I don't think that's where God's calling me next year. Mm. Mm. So the the that's cool though, because I think like you can let God write your story for you. It probably seems really does it seem really scary or are you kind of like eh, it's gonna be what it's gonna be. I I'm 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 terrified. <laughs> Um, I, <laughs> I'm yeah I'm, I'm pretty scared but I know I know that God has me in his hands and he's guiding me I just I'm blind and I can't see 
I, but I just, I need to trust him and I'm, I'm working on trusting him more. So it's, yeah, it's a, it's a process definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, this is something I was having a conversation with about, I was having this conversation about like, um, discernment and discerning rightly and, um, the person I was talking to was like, man, I feel like I've just been burned <laughs> and like, I, I have no idea what, like, cause I want to, I want to think that what I'm discerning right now is like, I'm actually on the right track now <laughs> that this is what God wants. But then I'm, you know, I'm kind of afraid that I, I'm again, I'm again getting it wrong because I've gotten this wrong so many times before or whatever. Um, and what I, what I immediately thought of was something, and I forget who said it, um, but it's a, it's a great reminder to me is that when, um, when God was planning your calling and it was like, it was just like planning your vocation, planning your calling, he factored in your stupidity. <laughs> mm. And I just. Yeah, I've, I've heard that before and it's so comforting. <laughs> yes. Mm. I'm like, oh yeah, he knows I'm an idiot. I love that. <laughs> Yeah. And also probably sounds like you have a good community around you too. So that helps. I think I've, I was really blessed to have like a spiritual director since I was in high school and it's nice to have people to run things by. And, Mm -hmm. you know, also too, like if you have good role models or people to look up to, to like, be like, okay, maybe, I don't know, to model yourself after, or I don't know. So is that, I mean, it sounds like you have some good community around you. Is that correct? with that to help in like moving forward yeah i yeah yeah i i have some wonderful um i've got i've got some wonderful wonderful people around me um i have um i have a chaplain at our uh, at my secondary school his name is father pat he is so wonderful um and he's he's been my spiritual director Mm -hmm. um for the past two years or so Mm-hmm. um and he's he's he really is wonderful um and i i also have like different different people that i go to there's a, a one one or two people at my parish that i really look up to mm-hmm. um and then there's there's a couple of people from um from that like ecumenical christian community that i that i go to with my family too mm-hmm. that's great mm-hmm. just to have yeah that insert that encircling community um this this might be even a tangent too um but since since the reason we're here is because of discord do you want to talk about um, your experience with that and the catholic community on there (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh oh oh, discord um it's (laughs) it's it's definitely um it's definitely a thing yeah it's it's it it is great in some senses and it's (laughs) it's it's lacking in others um i i have found a bunch of good friends um really good friends on there like you Mm -hmm. uh, a couple of other people from the server that we're on yes um yeah but it's also it's a source of um it's definitely a source of like arguments 
uh, there's yeah. a there's a lot of like <laughs> there's a there's a lot of discord no pun on discord yes. intended um <laughs> yeah um there's there's some uncharitable behavior um of a lot of the time um which is it's kind of nasty when it happens but um i feel like i'm able to like move past it and like see see the good that it's brought uh, especially in my life <laughs> i know it's it's kind of like cringe to say but it, it really has brought me closer to a lot of people that i wouldn't have met otherwise yes yeah mm -hmm. so like another i can he probably won't care about name me name dropping him but our friend um anthony in the server like he he routinely is always like i can't believe that i'm you know saying this but discord has greatly affected my spiritual life and my vocational discernment <laughs> <laughs> but it's great because it's just like i can use anything even even an app called discord <laughs> So how did you he, he really can yes so how does one come because i am not hannah knows like <laughs> i am uh, as hands-off technology as possible like this is i don't actually have a laptop at the moment but my goal is to save up for a laptop and then i could go to like a like a wise phone hopefully and not <laughs> she's going matt frad <laughs> i'm going matt frad because <laughs> i just i like yeah i don't know it's just my personality but i respect you know I respect the discord i don't understand <laughs> it but i respect it because you know so how does one like were you because i know it originally was started as like a uh an app for gamers to communicate with on so mm -hmm. were you a gamer or were you looking for community or <laughs> what 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 dragged you into the and how did i how do catholics find each other on <laughs> catholic discord or on discord it's so random it no is offense. very random <laughs> so seems like a little like hmm so um i no i'm not a gamer <laughs> uh, definitely definitely not um not really a greasy gamer like the people i've met um i yeah i guess i, I was looking for community um so how did you hear about discord and like oh you can find catholic community on there um i i mean i already had discord as a like an app to communicate with friends that didn't have like whatsapp or instagram or like facebook messenger mm. um uh but i i joined the the server that me and hannah are on through um through like a catholic instagram page mm. that's that's where i heard about it mm. yeah so it's like it's a big it's a giant instagram catholic meme page and then i don't even know i guess as a joke i don't even know why this thing started but it's the owner of the meme page created the server and then um and that was just in like august of i don't know i want to say 2020 2020 it was like august of 2020 when it was created so not super long ago and now there's over 1500 members in it. Wow. How <laughs> um, long ago was it? August of 2020, I believe, wow. when, it, when it was created. Yeah. And so I joined it um, January 2021. And I feel like 
I don't remember when you joined. I, I don't remember if you were already there, Sophia, or you joined a little bit later than I did. <laughs> I I joined February of 2021. Okay. So yeah, a little yeah. bit after you. Yeah. So I, I wanted to say like our, like we were, we were like really close and I thought we like overlapped quite a bit when we joined. <laughs> so. So how does, um, because again, I'm one more for like in person, mm -hmm. but obviously it's created community. Yes. So how, how like how how has it come to the point where people are like it really helps me with my Catholic faith or <laughs> builds you up or yeah, what well, what about it? It seems like a very mysterious world to me. To be honest. The more <laughs> we talk about it, I'm like I don't know. It's like, um, I've I've definitely learned a lot, um, especially. Um, I guess I, um, I learned about the Latin mass, um, through discord and through people who went and uh, to the Latin mass and they, they, I guess they, they talked about it a lot. And I, I kind of like latched onto that and I was like, this, this sounds really cool. <laughs> this, mm -hmm. this sounds really beautiful. And I, I want to try it, try it out for myself. Um, I've learned, I've learned other things as well. I've learned more about it's just like a general catholic faith and um yeah i've just learned a, a lot from other people and i i hope that i'm able to like do the same to others as well <clears throat> and just be there for like fellow catholics um like talk give advice um yeah I think something that's really interesting about our um like the server that we're both in is that uh, like obviously it spans not even just the different states in the united states but different countries you know which is why we're here like is there anything that was particularly interesting about that to you um yeah i mean it's it's not just like europe and america but it's like <clears throat> um like there's, there's a bunch of people from like China. Yes. Um, like we, we have a friend from Singapore on there. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just, it's such, it's such a good way to get into contact with Catholics all over the world. And it's, it's really beautiful seeing the different, um, the different types of people all join together in the name of Christ. And it's just, it's, it's so wonderful to see. So if the, is there I'm think I'm curious because coming from like you know there's American Catholicism has its own like its own its own kind of like feel to it is there anything that you that struck you about something that's different about American Catholicism or even just like something that's different about um, Catholicism in Ireland that you're trying to tell people about and just like we don't have that here. <laughs> um, um, the thing that like really struck me, um, like, like firsthand mm -hmm. is <clears throat> your churches are like gigantic. Like they're so massive. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess, I, I, I guess you, you kind of need it cause you have a lot more people attending mass. Mm -hmm. Um, cause the, the population size is, is gigantic. Yeah. Um, but here our, our architecture is a lot older mm -hmm. and in my opinion, a lot more um beauty filled <laughs> oh yes <laughs> i don't disagree <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't think of I didn't think about that. Um, how has does because I know Ireland has kind of like a fraught history with um, battling Christians of various sects and and how has that affected um, growing up like Catholic at all? Um, how is how is that to grow up in that kind of environment where you know there's that history? Um. Ooh, it's oh, it's it's struggling at times, you know. Um, yeah, it's it's just kind of hard um, to to think about it a lot. It's yeah, it's it's a it's a painful thing, you know. Yeah, is it the division that's painful? Um. Yes. Yeah. What's what I mean, what does that look like? Like what like does it affect like your daily life or um like what about it? Because I feel like here like we have so like we're such a melting pot. Mm -hmm. So it's like I mean my sisters have fallen away, she's non-denominational, but I mean, yeah, it's sad. Maybe I should be more sad about I mean I am sad about sad about it, but you know. Um Yeah, that that just that that tension isn't necessarily there because there's already the tension between everything else all yeah. the different cultures. honestly we're more like we need we i mean our culture is so much more about like trying to get god out of it that i think we're like hey someone believes in god okay we're better together <laughs> than you know we needed to you know ban and i mean there are obviously some more liberal protestants and even catholics but the more traditional you want to yeah okay. yeah so what does it look like over there versus this um there is there is a lot of divide especially among like liberal catholics liberal protestants and the more traditional side mm -hmm. um and we can we can butt heads a lot yeah. <laughs> it's it's definitely a really big source of like arguments and frustration um and it's um it's it's really hard to see because like as as Catholics, we're supposed to love one another, and we're supposed to understand. And it's it's such a source of um, of like uncharitable behavior. So are there just Protestants and Catholics arguing arguing on the streets all the time? <laughs> like where is this butting of where does this butting of heads happen? I just this is just you just know a different, yeah. I'm just trying to imagine what like how it affects your your daily life, you know. Definitely, definitely not um, shouting on the streets. Maybe in the yeah. pubs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, you know what? I haven't witnessed that personally yet, uh, but you know, maybe, yeah, maybe Wait, someday. What's the drinking age in Ireland? <laughs> it's eighteen, so I am oh. I'm able to drink. That's cool. <laughs> That's exciting. Uh, I mean, you know, alcohol is not that cool. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Actually, you know what? Your Guinness down there, down there, over there is so much better than ours. So, yeah. well. <laughs> I I can't I can't really say because I've never had Guinness in, in the states, but yeah, I'd be inclined to believe that. Yeah, they take oh. away a lot of the flavor because apparently here in America we like our beers cold. Hmm. So, but in Ireland, you guys, they're not. It's not cold, right? 
yes, I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> like a, well, a like cold more, beer like is we... better than a like a lukewarm temperature beer. Hmm. Okay, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like they take a lot of the flavor out of our Guinness. So, I don't know. I've heard that's what I've heard. So, <laughs> um, but yeah. So, what is it? What is what is it? Yeah. The back to my prior question. What does mm-hmm. it look like? So, no fighting on the streets. Maybe <laughs> in the pubs. <laughs> um, there's um like between Catholics and Protestants, there's a lot of tension. Um, up north, especially like Northern Ireland. Um, the I'm not sure if you know about the troubles that happened um, uh, in in Northern Ireland, but it was it was rough. It was violent, and it was it was it was awful. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, something's not. <laughs> What's going on? Knocking at my door. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Somebody came into my room. You're good. <laughs> but yeah, um, up north, uh, Northern Ireland, there there is a lot of tension for about thirty or so years, where there is a lot of violence mm. between uh, nationalists and unionists, like Catholics and Protestants, um, and a, a lot of people died on both sides, and it was it was awful. Was it just like, gang- <laughs> like it, without was it, any other words to describe it? It was. Was it a lot of like kind of gang violence kind of stuff, where it's just like territorial, like attacking different churches and. Um, it's. <laughs> I I've no idea how to give you like um like a hundred years worth of history <laughs> in like <laughs> ten minutes, uh, but it's um oh. Uh, the the most of the violence took place in Northern Ireland, where Northern Ireland is still was still is still run by um, by Britain, and the Republic is uh, we we are our own state, um, and so um, the majority of the of the people who lived in Northern Ireland were Protestant, um, but there were sections of Northern Ireland who were who were Catholic. And then that would, they'd clash a lot, and then that clashing would turn violent, and it was just a, oh, it it was, um, I wouldn't say a war, but it was um, like thirty years of like violence. So what finally stopped it, or is it all still kind of ongoing? Um, the, the Good Friday Agreement in the nineties. Um, uh, took a it it it, it stopped it. Mm-hmm. Um, there there is some tension here and there. Um, but it's it's never been as bad as it was, mm-hmm. especially in like the seventies, eighties, and nineties. Mm-hmm. So what's the Good Friday Agreement? It's kind of a cool name. Yeah, that is. <laughs> oh, she's like you're testing my own history. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm sweating bullets right now. If if my history teacher was here beside me, she would not be pleased. Um, I'm gonna look up the like the pro- proper the the proper <laughs> the proper like terms and stuff because I would not be able to pull this straight out of a hat. 
Okay, so yeah. Um, I guess it's called the Good Friday Agreement because it took place on Good Friday in uh, 1998. And it was, um, it, was a, it was an agreement between the, the Irish, like the Republican, like the, the, the Republic of Ireland, our government, <clears throat> and the, the British government in Northern Ireland and England, um, and how uh, they, they kind of like agreed on how um, political, um, how like political things would be run. And that, um, yeah, again, it was, a, it was an agreement that, um, that people were like pleased with. And since then, there there has never been that level of violence that there was. Mm-hmm. I, I am I'm absolutely butchering this. Mm-hmm. So if any Irish person is listening to this, I am so sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> mm, okay. We have a lot of our history kind of. Taint- yeah. Well, I mean, there's a history that you learn in the schools. Mm-hmm. And then there's the actual history. So. Right. And then the, depending on which school you go mm-hmm. to, you get a different version of the history. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know. I was I was blessed to go when I was at Franciscan. I got a humanities and Catholic culture degree and my professor sent me right on a lot of history. So yeah. I was actually glad to learn the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, so. All right. Well, we have jailed you. You've done really well. You get an A++ on my uh <laughs> Wait, do you guys have a grading system? Do you get A's and B's, or what is that like? Yeah, it's it's similar. It like A's, B's, C's, D's, mm. E, F's. <laughs> it's probably a different scale because I know our scale, our grading scales are like whack in the United States. If you've seen anything about that, like, like for me when I was in university. Um, 96% was an A. Anything below that was an A minus. Oh. <laughs> like it depends university to university. Oh, but, okay. And it also depends on, in my university, it depended on like uh, the division. So like what your major was. So like, I think like business, of course, was like the lowest grading scale. It was like 90 to 100 is an A. But then in the school of education, it's you have to get a 96. I was like, wow. <laughs> mm. All right. Uh, oh, go ahead. For, sorry, continue, sorry. No, you're good, you go ahead. <laughs> um, ours, ours here is a little different. It's a little more um, relaxed. So like 90, yeah. 90 to 100 would be like an A. Mm-hmm. And like, um, like forty percent. That's like that's a pass. Wow. <laughs> I think our brains were like, wait, what? Yeah, I'm sitting here going, you know, because I have kids, you know, because I teach, and in the grading scale that our diocese imposes on our schools, elementary schools, okay, mind you, and like middle schools. So not high schools, we're not talking. Um, anything below 70% is a failing grade. Well, you fail, you're done. Oh, it's like a D? No, F? no, D is 70. Oh, okay. D is 70 to 80. 
Oh, they changed that because I thought you, D's used to be no, maybe F sixties or Fs. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying your face, Sophia. <laughs> nope, nobody, nobody else can see this, but like my mouth is like a gape. Seventy percent is a fail. Yeah, below seventy percent. So like starting at sixty nine percent is is a failing grade. No wonder our class. No wonder the kids have mental health problems. <laughs> right 70% geez <laughs> yeah oh, oh goodness that's so it is it's a lot and mm -hmm. when you think about it just from a um from a practical perspective just like say you had you take a 10 question quiz and you you get one wrong um on that grading scale you're already at a b get two wrong you have a c you get three wrong, you have a D. You get four wrong, you have an F. It's crazy. <laughs> that just kind of, um, I was listening. Um, I, I, I talk about him a lot on the podcast. I feel like we should somehow get, and I'm not, we're not endorsing him or whatever, but sponsorship from him. That'd be nice. Yes. Um, Matt Fried had um, John Henry on, and he teaches at John Bosco Academy. And they were talking about how we just need to like literally scrap our whole entire education system and how education should be like even the Catholic education. Oh, yeah. And how it should be all about the hum the formation of the human person for the purpose of getting them to heaven one day. That's like, you know, the ultimate goal. So, yes, I, I, I don't I feel like grading. I just. There yeah. are some there are some instances where it's useful mm -hmm. like obviously you don't want a person failing their like extremely failing their anatomy and physiology tests to be a neurosurgeon or something like that <laughs> but beyond like that, with history and theology like as long as like i mean if maybe you're going on to be a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant where it's like you need accuracy mm -hmm. but I mean, obviously there is a difference between truth and wrong, but I think your worth should be placed on, I think we just so easily place our worth on how well we do on things. Mm -hmm. So, and our system is all about that. So yeah, the meritocracy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, cause you also have a lot, I've, I've had, this is the last like come mm -hmm. on my end, but I've had, like, I remember people close to me when I was growing up being like, yeah, you're all book smart. And like being like, that is like smart to be book smart. And I'm like, yeah, I'm smart in school, but I may not be smart in other ways. Like there's a lot of, there's book smart, there's street smart, there's smart, like the trades. There's, yeah, people smart, there's, um, so that's actually like a theory in education is that Gardner's multiple intelligences. Mm -hmm. And I definitely ascribe to that theory where it is like people have different intelligences and everybody has at least one. And so like athletic intelligence is, is one of them. Mm -hmm. um so like an nba and professional like sports players have athletic intelligence but then you can have like um an intelligence of the self um just kind of yeah like, emotional intelligence yeah <laughs> yeah and like emotional intelligence of others so it's not you could have like emotional intelligence of others but have no idea how to handle your own feelings like mm -hmm. um there's so many components to that and i think people yeah we mm -hmm. just reduced it to numbers and letters and mm -hmm. then like you're smart or you're not smart mm -hmm. like that's rude <laughs> so 
what has been your education like in Ireland? Do you go to like a public, private school? Is it, you know, like, have you been able to get somewhat of a Catholic formation or is it kind of like America where the education just needs to be scrapped and <laughs> reworked and stuff or, yeah. Um, I currently I'm in a, like a private Catholic school, um, which is, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I, I love it a lot there. Um, but I, I used to go to um, a public school, which still, was technically Catholic but wasn't really you know mm-hmm. um it it had definitely lost its its faith um and was Catholic only in name so is the education there pretty good like you think you're getting pretty good education in the private school yeah you've been there that's good that's good do you is there a lot yeah. of go ahead yeah so, <laughs> I think I think there's like a little bit of a delay. Yeah, yeah there the, has been the video call. It's the ocean. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there like any <laughs> emphasis on like? Uh, but yeah, the- I I definitely. No, you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, I I definitely have been getting like a really good education, especially in the school that I'm in now. But the the education that I got in the the public school that I was in, um, it wasn't bad. It was it was really good in some areas. It just wasn't great in like the like the the atmosphere that it had. It wasn't um, uplifting at all. It was very mm. toxic in some senses. Mm. Mm. Is there um there's a big movement here in the states with a lot of growth in um like liberal arts, like Catholic liberal arts, like academies, like K through A, K through 12, um, and just to really push back to that. So is that present in your schools now? Or is that kind of people are trying to grow that now too in, in Ireland? Um, could, you, could you phrase that a little differently? Is that like, like pushback? from like Catholic education or? No, 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 it's an, it's a, it, because I think a lot of our education has, I mean, here in the States, it looks like pretty much like you go to a public school, but there's also in addition, there's a religion class. And it's, a, cause a lot of them, they, they, you know, they need the money, you know, it's, it's hard to run, they're not being run well. So they're trying to get money from the government. And so then a lot of them just teach the common core what the government is saying to teach. And then you also happen to have an hour of religion every day that may or may not be boring. Like my religion classes were boring and they didn't feel like they had anything to do with my daily life. Um, but now like one of my really good friends is start, he's um, the headmaster of a, um, it's a Catholic liberal arts high school. Um, so if it, it has math and science, but it's integrated with everything else and talking about philosophy and geometry and history and I don't know if you can. So it's like it's a it's a pro, an approach outside of the the like the formulaic approach that's usually used in the states, where mm-hmm. it's just like you teach these standards, you you follow these rules, you do this. Mm-hmm. There's standardized testing and mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um. Here I know. Um the most of the education 
is like over over like overseen by the government um and the the only other like exceptions to that would be um like going to the uh, like a private catholic school or like homeschooling your kids mm-hmm. okay so the private do the private catholic schools do they do like for example maybe the one that you go to is the structure a lot different from the public one that you went to yeah yeah definitely um like um like general education wise we have the we have the same curriculum like for for most of our subjects like maths english irish uh chemistry biology that's all the same mm-hmm. um but where the changes come in is where we have uh we have a couple of classes like well-being and religion mm-hmm. um in well-being we we focus on like catholic virtues um and like how to live um like a, a peaceful holy life um and then religion um our religion class is basically just ca- uh, like catechesis oh, that sounds amazing <laughs> is there still a lot of religious in ireland too because i know like you know here it used to be all the nuns that used to teach catechesis or is it all a lot more like lay it's it's definitely a lot more lay um yeah uh, they you'd be really pressed to find um any religious teaching nowadays especially in like public education that's like unheard of now Mm. um i guess like my like our school chaplain at my school uh he runs like a philosophy club that i attend and he gives um he gives like guided meditation um sometimes during religion and he he says mass um, like in school that like we we have the option to attend if we want to mm. that's really cool yeah that's great mm-hmm. all right well it was really great oh. talking to you hey one last question you do yeah <laughs> yes, we, do. we do this is that actual this is the actual question that yeah. we sent to you so that you're actually prepared for it. yes sorry you're sweating bullets over there she's gonna get off and be like <laughs> never again <laughs> but you were warned so <laughs> Um, okay, so this last question is, what is some inspiration advice that you would like to share in regards to living according to God's will and living the love of Christ out in your daily life? Uh, uh, pray, pray every day and rely on the intercession of saints. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, like especially in my life, I kind of... Um, I kind of disregarded the saints up until about last year or so. And I <laughs> I, I want to get that time back because the, the saints have helped me so much um, and have like looked over me and helped guide me through through different struggles. Yeah, just, just rely, rely on them and rely on Our Lady, your mother. Wow. Seems so simple, but yeah, that's the, that's the truth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And they'll get with you where you need to be. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And also, too, I think sometimes, probably with you too as well. Sometimes the saints kind of stalk you and kind of track you down. Mm-hmm. So, like I, I would say probably over year, you know, like as of last spring, I had no idea who Saint Zita was. And then, gosh, did she come on the scene? 
and she's because <laughs> I was I have a cleaning business and um I was um looking for a name and I well at first I was like I had a lot of other I like I was like maybe Martha and Mary or you know something else like that and then I when we were praying about it, I'm like okay who's the saint I can pray to that can I like least guide this discernment so I first looked up patron saint of naming things and surprisingly I didn't find anybody <laughs> <laughs> um so then I looked at patron saint of domestic servants and housekeepers and it was Saint Zita yeah. and um and then when we were like evaluating it she the name won out with her story and everything um she's this little Italian saint um and she's really really cool and holy actually she's incorruptible too mm-hmm. um but gosh and now it's fun too because um one of my employees at that time was like yeah well saint zita picked us so now whenever i'm struggling like gosh saint zita you picked me so help me get, like come through yes <laughs> come through for me right now i am struggling but yeah do you feel like any did you have any saints that um saint stalked you at all absolutely <laughs> definitely <laughs> um i think the there's there's been a couple um there's been saint marie Goretti um and saint Teresa of lisu have just been on my back for the past year or so (laughs) those are a powerful duo huh yes (laughs) whoa yeah they're awesome i feel like saint maria Goretti is such an under she's underrated um, underrated especially for our time with i think whenever i'm struggling with like chastity or whatnot she just i'm like man she died to save her purity (laughs) so yeah she inspires me and they sent her as i remember i just kind of randomly picked her as my confirmation saint but (laughs) oh gosh yeah over the years oh and then actually have you heard it's called um goodness what is called um oh i believe in love have you heard of this at all no i haven't okay i'm gonna have hand i'll send i'll send hannah the link to it but this mm-hmm. beautiful book it's a retreat based on her on saint Teresa's teachings mm-hmm. and it is powerful it was it was given by this french priest which the french seem to have <laughs> a gift with that but yeah. um yes if you love saint Teresa, it, it was yeah yeah so power so simple but so powerful i think even intellectuals appreciate her so <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely like one of those, like, I don't think even intellectuals could like thumb their nose at her. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, she she started stalking me too. Yeah. So like, I was like, ah. Because <laughs> sometimes um, I, I know this one, one girl that I've been like talking, like one of my friends, she's like, I didn't like St. Therese at first because she seemed to be like the, the basic you know, Catholic basic saint. saint. Yeah. yeah, like every, every, Spoiled. Catholic, every Catholic girl. Like it's like oh, yeah, and so because of that, like that kind of kept her from getting close to the saint. But then she had her own experience, and now I'm kind of getting saint stalked by her, even though I didn't really pay attention. She's just kind of like saint stalking my discernment and everything, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> there you are. <laughs> mm-hmm. They show up where you least expect it. Can you tell us the story? She's of- she's saint. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, she she's definitely saint stalking me at the moment, especially within um, discernment too. Mm. Yeah. 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 What is what what do you have a story of being saint stalked at all that you feel comfortable sharing? 
Um, uh, Saint Maregretti. Um, that's, uh, yeah, I just, I feel like, especially within the last year, there's been some situations that I've been in where I, I've been hurt a lot. Um, and I, I, I know that I'm being called to forgive and forgiveness is something that I struggle with a lot. Um, like forgiving myself and forgiving other people. Um, and I, 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 I aspire to have her, um, her level of love and forgiveness. And I know that I'm called to, to forgive. I'm just on that like process at the moment. And it's just, it's really hard. <laughs> and I need to like continually ask her to show me how to be like her in this situation. And I, it's, it's, it's really rough and it's painful. Um, but I know that um, with her, and with the Lord, I can, I can do it. Oh, that's awesome. You definitely can for yes. sure. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. She, you know, when she passed away, she, didn't she show up? Didn't she like appear to the guy that, yeah, that, yeah, that did, killed her, that yeah. killed her and said she forgave him. Mm-hmm. And now he's, is he still alive? I don't know. But he joined a monastery. Yeah. So. He, he ended up converting. I know that much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just a really insane story. She, she showed up to him. Um... Sorry, <laughs> sorry. The the delay is like really iffy. It's okay. But yeah, she she showed up to him when he was in prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's insane. And then her mom like forgave him. Oof. Yeah. As a mother, I'm like. I know my mom used to say, she's like, whenever kids would bully us, she said it took everything in her to not want to take it out on the bullies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mother's love is fierce. Don't mess with her kids. So but that's impressive. She was able to forgive. Mm-hmm. So when I, well, this is, I don't know. It's just like a last comforting thought. I I remember just being like talking with the priest. I'm like, oh, I feel like whenever I've, I've, I've ever reached a level of trust, like, oh, like, I'm, you know, I'm finally getting it. And then I find, oh, there's more areas of trust I need to grow. And it's like so frustrating. You're like, well, I've ever be able to have perfect trust. And they, they were saying, he said, I don't know, this quote just, it was just like, saints are people that knew that they were sinners. So it's just like, you know, St. Maria Grady must have known she was a, a sinner. So that's why she probably had to forgive him. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think knowing like our weaknesses and like God can shine through there. So, um, and then the saints can too. So, mm-hmm. yep. Well, anyways, it's nice to meet you, Miss Sophia. <laughs> yeah. It was great talking to you. Great recording with you. Yeah. This has been, this has been so lovely. <laughs> it was lovely meeting you too. <laughs> any, do you have any closing thoughts for our listeners or anything you would like to leave them with last thoughts? Um, I'm I'm blanking, but um, go to go to Mary, go go to Mary, and for her you will you will find Christ, and do do the same with Joseph too, her her loving spouse. He is he is amazing too, and I love him a lot. Yes. Well, you're very inspirational. So <laughs> where you're at right now, I'm I'm very yeah very. I don't, I don't know if I had this. Well, yeah, it's very beautiful. So 
um thank you so much yes thank you all right do you want to close this in prayer now yes okay thank you so much all right so we'll pray together in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen uh, thank you lord for bringing sophia on today thank you for this uh blessing of this recording of this day fold um i ask for um, our Lady's intercession as we pray again. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu mulieribus, benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora nobis peccatoribus, nunc in ora mortis nostri. Amen. Mary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. In nomine Patri, Filio, Spiritui Sancto. Amen. Amen. All right. Bye, y'all. See ya. See y'all in the next day's fault. Yes. Well, should be coming to you soon. So. Yes. God bless. God know bless. that y'all are loved. Bye. Thanks for listening to Caritas Christi. If you'd like to write to us with hot takes, feedback, advice, or advice requests, we would love to hear from you. Email us at caritas.christi31 at gmail.com. That's caritas.christi31 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next Thursday.